Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. I'm Justin Lewis, and I'm here with Rob Van Auken. I said that right, right? Yes, you did. Awesome. Uh, and uh, today we are continuing our mini-series on a specific homebrew project that we are making with Rob. Uh, and today is going to be a little bit different kind of an episode. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this is the show where we help you learn how to craft better stories for yourself and your players as UDM sessions of D&D 5e and soon to be 1D&D. Uh, that is a, yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so today, usually we talk about different tips, techniques, practices. Today we're actually kind of going to get into the making of the sausage, as you will. I'm not, I'm not huge on that phrase, but that's what we're doing. Uh, in showing you how to work on a homebrew project such as a one-shot or a mini-adventure or an encounter, however you want to describe this. Uh, but also how to collaborate with someone so that way, as a DM... You're not just doing it by yourself. You can reach out to other DMs or even players and, you know, take some load off of your shoulders and make it more fun and, and connect with other people. So to catch you up, last time we started work on essentially a, a festival slash recruiting event from a guild slash academy of adventurers uh, because in this organization's past, recent past, they've lost a fair number of their members and they are trying to replenish so the adventure slash one shot will take place in really any city we want to make this um agnostic towards any sp particular setting uh and really the point is to introduce your characters to this academy slash guild and have them do trials tests to see if they get in and then we'll see what else happens uh so let's go away with it and actually on that note uh, rob i was thinking why do we have to limit it to a guild or an academy? We could just, in it, just say guild slash academy uh, up to the DM's discretion. Because really, there's not that much of a difference, you know? Like, Absolutely. Um, I love that. I think that's a great idea to kind of, or even uh, give them a randomized table to kind of have that decision. Yeah. But uh, yeah, exactly. we want to leave the DM some room to wiggle, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it'll be awesome to... Although I am particularly partial to Robrick's Academy of Adventuring, the name, uh, what well, maybe we'll put that as, uh, you know, one, in one of those appendix tables of names for your uh, academy slash guild. <clears throat> but I think going that route will probably be a lot better than um, making us choose. We'll just let them choose. <laughs> I'm uh, I've, as I've uh, gained some years under my belt as a DM, I have learned to lean into, uh, I've learned to embrace uncertainty. And some mm. of my best moments were when I had no idea what I was going to do. And in those <laughs> moments, I may have leaned on a random table of, uh, you know, something like as silly as a, a, a you know, table of names or a table of, mm -hmm. you know, weird things that take place. And so I love uh, providing random tables, uh, anything from, you know, D4s to D100s to just you know, you need something, roll a die, and you're off and running. Right? And I try and make those tables as provocative as possible so that the DM has some wiggle room to, to kind of insert and do what they want to do. I love that. I love that. Um, so let's go over <clears throat> some of the comments that we both made, starting at the top. Um, let's... Sure. I, I Sorry. also, just for your, for your listeners who can't, see what we're looking at right now mm -hmm. um and then first of all this has been a lot of fun right so this is my first collaboration with <laughs> um with any with another dm of any sort outside of like my my 
my homebrew groups and, and whatnot. Um, and for those who are listening, like our tools, like what we're using to collaborate currently has been, uh, we've been using Google Docs, which is you know, really simple and straightforward and free for everybody. And some of the uh, templates that we've um, have borrowed from are from the, uh, the DMs Guild, uh, where they, they have a whole um, section on creator resources. So if you're a young DM or you're a young game designer and you're looking to get started and, you know, writing stuff is part and parcel for, you know, your happiness in life, by all means, uh, head on over to the DMs Guild and, and check out some of their creator templates. And my other really great resource has been an organization called uh, Storytellers Collective um, or Stoco as you'll hear me refer to them as, and they have these great sort of learn at your own pace workshops where they um, provide some templates, but they also provide you really good advice. And so that's kind of been my growth as a writer. And so for those of you who are listening, by all means, uh, check it out. But anyway, so back to you. <laughs> Storytellers Collective, you said? Yeah, Storytellers Collective has been, it's cool because they're they're relatively inexpensive for their, their courses and a lot of the ones that they offer are free. Um, but it's kind of like, here's uh, a writing workshop in 30 days and they give you these sort of projects to do at your own pace over that course. And they attach a discord to each of them so that as you're working through them, even if they offered a course, you know, uh, three years ago, you could still hop on a discord and get some, somebody who's, uh, manning the ship over there to kind of give you some, some, some feedback. And they have everything from like creating treasure to creating loot to creating puzzles, to um, how to how to write your first adventure, how to write your first encounter, and um, one of the first things I published was with them, and it got published in their anthology, which is nice because they they do these things every summer and every spring, and it's um, a nice way to get your name out there that's attached to sort of a bigger entity to kind of help you into the process. Wow, that's awesome! I'm actually gonna yeah. have to check that out for myself. I'm looking forward to it. I think they do one in the fall too. I've always I've always contributed to the spring encounter. And the spring one's challenging because it's like a one-page encounter, and it's it's a lot harder than it sounds. You think one page, oh, that's easy. You wind up chopping out so much of what you want just mm -hmm. to get it onto the page. But I digress. <laughs> uh, back to our one shot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as as I mentioned before, the kind of the the way that the <clears throat> the story goes in this in this one shot adventure uh, is the party members go to this city or they find themselves in this city it doesn't really matter how they get there they just they're there and they discover this festival for joining this uh, guild or academy and originally we thought that there would be like mentors that would be offering trials kind of like an internship or apprenticeship rob made the suggestion that uh instead we switch it to doing six ability score kind of trials and, and things like that um <clears throat> one thought that i had on that is we we definitely need to be very careful in doing that so that way the the trials and feats aren't aren't just dice rolls like i, I get worried that you know the person goes and, and does a constitution trial and all they all they can do is just a dice roll over and over again um, so I, I guess I want to think of how we can make it so there can be other ways they can like think through certain problems as a player to, to supplement, you know, yeah, their, and uh, that's, um, their dice rolls. That's a, that's a wise decision, actually. Um, 
sometimes I get so uh, caught up in the uh, the mechanism that I sometimes sacrifice the the gameplay for half a second. <laughs> but that's why this collaboration is cool because you're there for to sure. check me on those things. <laughs> for sure. No, um, and but, I feel the same way. Yeah. Like, so it, um, if if in my mind's eye I picture any one of our six events structured around any particular ability score, and so what that would look like is there's like a a feat of strength trial or there's a trial of constitution a trial of dexterity and the players decide they want to head over there and test their metal um, one of the complications uh, I can think of a few actually uh, we can kind of go back to our original idea with not necessarily a mentor but let's make a really interesting NPC as the host of that particular um, trial and maybe that NPC is really accommodating or maybe that NPC is really antagonistic and uh, sort of you know, criticizes the players and thinks that they'll fail. And I'm thinking of like the old fashioned guy at the dunk tank, <laughs> right? Who, you know, he sits there and you, you can't, you know, dunk me. And, and maybe um, before they throw their dexterity roll to knock the jester into the dunk tank, they have to roll a constitution or charisma save. And if they fail it, there's some kind of, they have to roll with disadvantage, right? So there is some kind of push and pull there. It's, it is a series of dice rolls, but it's also like this role-playing opportunity to how does your character respond to the jester at the dunk mm -hmm. tank? Um, another complication uh, that we could do is we could have opponents uh, or other people that are applying or attempting the same trial. And thus, it's not just simply a matter of, do I get the highest dice roll and, and, and defeat this particular trial do i defeat the other characters dice rolls right and you can also add like um an easy medium hard opponent right so like there's one character who you know is going to roll like a dc5 <laughs> right mm -hmm. and another character who's got your dc10 but maybe the top character is a dc15 and so as you're trying to uh, best these other opponents um that is the case and then my third choice would be it's not just um uh, a dice roll but it's more like a dice roll tree so that depending on your roll there are various outcomes that sort of fork off and any one particular dice roll can can steer you into a series of different of different mishaps or or benefits so yeah. i think those are probably three ways to spice this up that that excite sure. me when i think about them um i particularly <laughs> like number two and three uh i think we could, and I see what you mean with kind of your comment, <clears throat> excuse me, your comment going back to, you know, the one page uh, competition that you entered in. Um, I, I see how this can easily blossom into something a little bit too expansive, you know, because I'm like, yeah, we could just make this giant table of all these NPCs and and <laughs> I'm totally up for it, but I'm, I'm worried about, you know, like the, the yeah. poor sap on the other end of the, the paper. But I do like the opponent's idea because, um, like you said, it's a very good <clears throat> role-playing opportunity where you can point out and say, hey, this one particular guy seems to have your number, you know? Yeah, and I, I think, um, of course, the opponent uh, idea sits better for certain trials, mm. right? So the trial by strength, if we were to say, and we, we spit-fired a couple, um, if we produce a, a randomized table, a D4 table, and one of them is a cart lift and one of them is a fight pit, a fight pit is a perfect example of how to uh, incorporate the opponents, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is a little combat heavy, but the idea that, uh, you know, there's four guys in a ring doing a sort of like little mini battle royale, 
and one of them is the DC five strength and one is the DC 10 and one is, you know, you could kind mm-hmm. of see, but also like, um, you know, adding opponents, you could watch them interact with each other too. So like the heavy hitter mm-hmm. can knock out the, the lightweight and then you're stuck with the middle guy and then, you know, what happens yeah. happens again. At the I really like that. I really like that. Speaking of the fight pit, the way, the way, just how you described it. Have you ever heard of uh, Florentine football? I have not. Tell me more. So, so you'll have to look it up. It's it's like one of the craziest sports that for some reason is still around. It's it's an Italian thing, and I think it's only like one city. There's like 10 teams or something. Um, but essentially, <clears throat> it's football with, uh, and, you know, football, like American football, has different rules and stuff. Um there are running backs, there are grapplers, there are strikers, meaning like pugilists, like punchers, um, and like you watch it and you see like people trying to run a ball and then over in the corner you see two people just like punching each other and then next to them there are like two people grappling on the ground. It's like the weirdest mix of just like every sport. They're like, ah, let's throw in punchers to, to football or whatever. With... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like, it's insane. But uh, uh, I feel like I, I feel a grand finale in my head now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm looking at <laughs> it. Honestly, that that might be like the good, like the big incursion. Like, you know, yeah, they're yeah. at a certain point, they're just like, ah, we don't have time, so we're just gonna throw everyone in this pit and everyone duke it yeah, out. Right. Yeah. Which would or be even like kind a of good old fashioned royal rumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's great. <clears throat> um, but I, again, I, I thanks for thank you for uh, admitting that you, you see the scope of this kind of like potentially mm. getting getting too large because for sure um, I have suffered many a dropped project by continuing to <laughs> build and build and build and actually it was uh, I go I go back to Storytellers Collective they were the ones who kind of trained my brain to mm-hmm. it's better to produce something small than never not mm-hmm. to produce at all and rather mm-hmm. than continue to build and get discouraged for young writers out there. And young DM, you know, keep it keep it simple, right? Um, yeah. My most complex uh, the adventures started from something something small, right? I love that. Better to really flesh out something narrow, I think, than to cast too wide a net and get lost. Yeah. <clears throat> um. To that note, then, <clears throat> I think with your kind of bells idea, maybe we might be better with just sticking with. <clears throat> like the trials named trial of constitution is especially if this is geared towards newer dms uh we're trying to kind of bring them in and and again to your earlier point i should probably with some of the tables that i've made um like simplify them down and then put them as like appendixes or appendices or something like that so that way it is a lot more yeah 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 it's a lot more simple I don't see anything too wrong with uh, a random table of, you know, D8, even mm-hmm. uh, D12. Um, I just keeping in mind the the rookie DM mm-hmm. who, like myself, yeah. once upon no, a yeah. time, wanted to do everything. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And thus yeah. decided, I'm going to have eight trials of constitution <laughs> in my fair and make them go through every single one of them. <laughs> you know? So I think uh, then... What we might do is I'll simplify the table down. I'll, I'll keep the table in the appendix. I'll simplify it down to just four and then say everyone does two events no matter what, no matter how many players you have. 
Um, and then if they want to do more, they can see the appendix. Actually, you just sparked um, something that I remembered or forgot, I guess. You just reminded me to circle back to this. Um, on our cover page or on our insert page, it's always nice uh, to provide uh, would-be consumers with the levels for the anticipated party and the amount of time. So, for example, this might be uh, a four to six hour um, event or game mm -hmm. with level uh, one to five players, something like that. Yeah. So our trial should reflect the difficulty of the anticipated player party. And sure. uh, anything above or below that would be at the DM's discretion to enhance the difficulty checks and things of that nature. But I guess in my uh, in my head, I'm picturing this as a level four adventure or encounter, we should say, for uh, a party of four to six. Does that sound, sound right to you? Level four. When you say level four, what do you mean? Like, like the sorry, party is uh, at level I'm, four? I'm, I'm, I misspoke. A four-hour adventure for levels one through four, oh, levels gotcha. one through five. Sorry. <laughs> Right. No, yeah, that that makes sense. I would definitely say um, le three to four hour is what I would put it as, especially Perfect. for the newer DMs, just so that way they're not like, oh gosh, I have to do this for four hours. Instead, okay. we can be like, nah, you can stop it. You can stop it too if if you guys are having fun and you know that box is checked. Um, you know, I, I think that's and, a good idea. What I really love about uh, this idea um, is that it's. It's really is a it's a collection of encounters, right? And and for those of you mm -hmm. listening, we started as we're going to write an encounter, and then we were like, well, maybe we'll write an adventure, <laughs> and we've kind of kind of done something in the middle. And uh, this is really episodic. So if you wanted to play, if you had an hour to play with your party, and you want to do do one trial, you could do that. Um, I didn't think you could play D and D for an hour, um, but I, I was listening to some other uh, live action plays, and it can be done. <laughs> um, and I actually tried it. I did uh, one hour games. I did about six to seven of them, and it wound up being a really fun fun activity. Um, so you could do this episodically, or you could sit down for like you know the long haul and and try mm -hmm. and get the entire encounter done at once. But this could very easily fit into a larger module, a larger campaign. Um, what I think is really uh, cool about this is that we've built in a lot of flexibility. So if mm -hmm. you have a campaign going and you find that your characters are uh, a few levels behind but and you don't just want to grant them the milestone, you want to kind of have like give them some reason to uh, level up, this is a perfect way to have them do that and exercise some skills. And also, it's not just a bunch of combat roles, right? Um, I love the combat events in my D&D games, but sometimes I find that they can just be a little dry. This mm -hmm. is challenging your players to use their other skills in fun and kind of different ways, right? So you might have to use your animal handling ability. <laughs> you might have to use uh, your stealth at some point, right? Like, so this is kind of kind of cool. I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so I think... Gosh, there was something else I was going to bring up. Uh, do you think it would be important, uh, just curious, to for those DMs who do want to fit this into a larger campaign, and now that I'm saying that loud, I'm thinking maybe we should just leave it up to them, but do you think we should like clearly define or, or at least give some suggestions as to what benefits they can derive from being in the, the guild slash academy, like 
you get these resources and, and this like that? Or do you think we should just leave it up to the DM? Um, well, I, I think, uh, yeah. So, so I like, um, so in my, uh, what I, what I would, what I would imagine doing is that we would give them, um, like a setting or a backdrop for this. And I think mm-hmm. because now we're going to kind of open that up from a guild and academy, it could be, um, a den of outlaws. It could be the King's guard. It could be a, a multiple mm-hmm. of things now. Right. Um, but I think the benefits should be in kind of like the background for this. So being part of this uh, group or surviving these trials would mean a boon in some way uh, in terms of like getting resources or maps, um, patrons, fame, glory. <laughs> um, if you're playing a campaign of intrigue, maybe you've built some kind of intrigue mechanism, intrigue point into your, your game so that your characters have some kind of fame that they can then spend these points uh, for favors in some, you know, uh, place. And I like that if you're doing like this as an outlaw den and you gain some, this is like an underground kind of tri- set of trials, then you gain <laughs> favor with some like underworld bosses or, you know, uh, you're able to kind of manipulate um, some crime lord in some way. Or if you're going to do this as a tournament in front of the king and the queen to see who's like, you know, top dog in the, in, in the kingdom, you gain access to like the king's treasure vault or um, and again, that's like a really flexible thing. Like King's Treasure Vault, and like he's going to fund my next adventure, or I'm going to now steal from the King's Treasure Vault, yeah. <laughs> right? or that they yeah. maybe outfit you with that long-awaited suit of armor that you've been dying for. And that's another carrot that the DM might consider, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're playing with a veteran group and things are getting a little flat, you know, what is it that they want that they've been playing for for so long? Do they want to resurrect a character? Uh, do they want to get a sword that's uh, a little bit beyond their their level right now? Um, do they want a map to uh, a place that's been long forgotten? And these are things that you can dangle uh, over them if they decide to engage with these trials and go through them. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a, m- a multitude of reasons that uh, players might want this. And I think it's cool to stick maybe a couple of them in the background. Um, sure. Again, everything's always up to the, you know, so sure, because right? I'm the dungeon master. <laughs> For those of you uh, listening, I've got a shirt on that says, because I'm the dungeon master, that's why. I love it. You work eight hours a day. You spend time with your family. And when you come home, you do work around the house. And it seems that you never have as much time as you would like to prepare for your D&D sessions. Does this sound like you? Wouldn't it be amazing to have endless material prepared for your D&D sessions anyways? That's where Roll and Play Press comes in. Roll and Play Press provides D&D 5e compatible material for any type of session. Running a one-shot? Check out their One-Shot Wonders book with over 100 one-shot ideas. Getting started with a new sci-fi campaign? Get their Game Master's Sci-Fi Toolkit to have your games much more prepared with much less effort. Why reinvent the wheel? Check out Roll and Play Press at rollandplaypress.com, see what they have to offer, and get a 10% discount when you buy something by using the code BETTERDM10, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-D-M-10, at checkout. Give yourself just a little bit extra help so that you can continue being the world's greatest dungeon master. Um, I think you're right. And I think we should maybe in the notes somewhere describe like 
as the DM, feel free and add any boons or rewards at the end. I do think that maybe we should like dangle the carrot, especially for players that are maybe gold oriented. Um, we say something like <clears throat> the 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 absolute winner of each trial, like the the top of the top, the very very best, gets five hundred gold pieces. Something obvious, simple that you know would be kind of a general motivator for a lot of players slash characters. Um, but that there is a probability that they won't get it just because there's so many contestants and things like that. But um, Gold is the universal motivator <laughs> at yeah. the gaming table. Um, but I would also encourage DMs to really talk to your players and know your players. So if you've got a player that is... Um, uh, I have a particular uh, character I'm fond of. He's a member of the Order of Scribes, and all he wants to do is collect every spell even if he can't cast it he just wants to be able to collect every spell and if you have that player at your table then maybe one of the car carrots is a scroll with a, a really rare spell written on it uh, or if you have a druidic character who um, loves fauna or animals uh, maybe the character is you know an owl bear cub maybe they've been dying for a, a familiar and oh my gosh that's the prize <laughs> you know so um, every every great game starts with just a communication between the DM and the player, mm -hmm. and I, obviously I think we should build in some rewards for each of these. Um, but DMs should absolutely feel the flexibility to deviate from whatever we put on paper, um, just to make their game better. I agree. I agree completely. Um, kind of switching, uh, what's it called? Uh, tax here. I wanted to get your opinion on the description I wrote for kind of the general trials um, I described and for the listener uh, the way I described it was you go into this kind of central square area where there's lots of booths set up it's kind of like a general farmers market festival and in the very middle is like a, a brightly colored tent with sign above it that says the guild slash academy's name so in this case Robrex Academy of Adventuring or you know however you want to do it there are two lines entering. One seems to be just general common folk, and one seems to be candidates or contestants. And you get in line, and you enter, and you get to a booth, and the, there's a lady at the front who kind of looks bored with her life and says, what do you, you know, what what, uh, what trial are you entering? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and she directs you, and, and as you enter this tent, it's kind of like a Harry Potter effect. Um, where the tent is like huge in, inside and the commoners all have kind of seats where they can see the different trials and you're directed into different compartments within the tent where you do your trial. I wanted to see what you thought about that, Rob. No, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. I think um, we should also build some like outdoor spaces, but I love this idea mm -hmm. of like tent as or almost as like an extra dimensional space, right? Like it's mm -hmm. and it's way bigger on the inside and it's almost like this uh, bazaar of places and it's a mixture right. of heady smells and, and, and raucous voices. And um, I think that's cool. And I like the two line thing. Um, I, th I think I overlooked that because now that I'm hearing you say that, I just love that idea of like, you know, here are some spectators, but here are the potential people that you're going to be competing against and it's a great way for like the players to like you know get shouldered by the bully <laughs> mm -hmm. or um see the meek character that they might later want to bail out unbeknownst to them with a plant by the 
the uh, professors in an attempt to see which of the characters had the most kind of humanity, right? Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> something like that. You know, there's a, a million things yeah. that that, could, that would be cool here to do. So I, I, I'm totally digging yeah. the two lines, and I think the description is is awesome. Right? It's, uh, it's really awesome. cool. And and actually, now that you bring up that, uh, I think in the contestant line might be a great place to if your if your characters haven't met uh it might be a great place to have them kind of bump into each other make small talk and be like oh what are you doing here you know and uh just kind of be friendly or like you said have them talk to a bully and <laughs> accidentally like make an enemy or something you know um that might be my favorite idea right now <laughs> because so off camera, off record, we've talked a little bit about, um, I think I sent you an email about my, my problems with one shots. I love one shots, mm -hmm. but they're often very contrived in terms of placing the players together. Because sometimes players don't know each other. Uh, sometimes they're playing online. Um, and so it, it's almost like we always have to force the players to kind of like be best friends right away just so that we can have this adventure together. I mm -hmm. love the idea of the sort of organic, we're all waiting in line to do this thing. <laughs> and we're edgy, we're on we're on nerves, and maybe you want to find a buddy, or maybe you just want to build your team up really quickly. And it yeah. gives the players an opportunity to interact uh, organically in the first, you know, 10 or 15 minutes that you're sitting at the gaming table. And, you know, right as they're starting to talk and get to know each other and where you're from and hail and hearty, nice sword kind of conversation, that's when mm -hmm. the lady at the booth, you know, name and occupation. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Anytime yeah. you can build some kind of like uh, authentic, organic interaction uh, is always going to, I think, milk the best role playing out of the people at the table. So kudos. I agree. That's why you have the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a podcast because I, I was dumb enough to buy a microphone and, and pay a certain amount of money a week to, 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 to do it. Um, <clears throat> kind of even deepening what you were saying, I think it might even be useful to allow them to kind of meet each other and be like, and next to you, you see so-and-so and, and have the players start talking and then like randomly have like a small group of bullies, like maybe uh, equal to in number or maybe one more than like the party try and like butt their way to the front or something and, and, and in a sense galvanize the, the idea of the bullies are the enemies and then the players are all on the same side whether they you know whether they intended to or not and kind of force them to have like a, a, a unique uniquely common enemy i think that might be oh, useful too i love it i love it that's got to be like the next thing we write on paper because i don't want to forget it <laughs> excellent yeah and they could all be characterized by like you know people of privilege maybe they're from royal blood or something and they just yeah. want to storm to the front of the line or you know give them some commonality they're all wearing like you know deep red jergens or something like right. that and one yeah. of them has to be a cackling bonehead <laughs> yeah and and they're all ironically they're all mimics of the 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 like each yeah. party of the bully group is like the same right. class as oh, one of the yeah. so, so they're like yeah. doppelgangers almost mm -hmm villainous pantomimes of exactly. the party itself, right? Exactly. So if you've got a barbarian, it's a one-to-one. -one. I love that exactly. because then um, when those players go through the trials and they see their, their, their equal, yep. you know, um, 
And I had this one idea for like dexterity as being like the like the good old fashioned like log roll where you both jump up on a log and like you're pedaling <laughs> like you know best out of that. five falls or something like that. Yeah. Now you're standing on a log with this person and they're you know they cheat by throwing uh, you know some some oil on the log or something like that. <laughs> Ball <laughs> yeah. bearings like everyone. Yeah, does. yeah. <laughs> I love I that. Know. Oh, I think that's uh, great. That is a really good. Uh, yeah, log we have fun roll. here. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Um, cool. <laughs> excellent. So, um, then I think what needs to happen is we need the trials fleshed out a little bit more, um, which each of us can do kind of on our own. Um, I, I, and again, I don't want to uh, put this out there and you could absolutely, uh, shoot this idea down. Um, mm-hmm. But and, and again, I'm not sure when this will air, but maybe your listeners have some ideas for uh, a trial of strength oh. or intelligence or constitution. Maybe we poll the audience if you have an idea. That <laughs> is a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, we'd love. I think I'd love to hear what some of the uh, the constituents uh, are thinking out there, and yeah. um, just I guess to lay it out, right? We are planning six trials based around the primary ability scores that are fundamental to most RPG games. If you have a concept for a trial of strength, a trial of dexterity, intelligence, constitution, charisma, wisdom, I think we'd like to hear it. Does that work I for you? I love that. Right. Yeah. You can make that happen in like an email or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put that in the <laughs> newsletter. Uh, see, I'm not entirely sure how it works when they respond to the newsletter, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the newsletter. Yeah, yeah, I'll see. One thing I thought also might be cool is to kind of do a competition and, like, get all the submissions for one specific trial, maybe, like, the trial of intelligence or something like that, and then put it as a poll of, like, the ultimate showdown of trials out of these two, which one's better, you know? And, oh, very and... cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that Dang, a lot. that's a good idea. Okay, yeah. I'll have to write that down. That's cool. That just kind of came, so I didn't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but thanks. <laughs> I'm no, glad you were That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, so I think then each of us will work on our individual trials with the caveat that they might get superseded by an even better trial from the audience. <laughs> um, and then I think what we need to decide is kind of the incursions at the end. And for the audience, uh, Rob has written down a small table for kind of some possible incursions. So one is a scouting party of ogres, orcs, or wolves, and things like that. You're running another is invasion. <laughs> exactly. Another is a small green dragon, which would kind of be the the harder end of the spectrum. And then another is like a like an offshoot faction from the academy slash guild ambushes the fair, kind of like, hey, we're we're still here. Or we're you know like we're the cool right. part and you can't uh, replace us uh, another one is a, a seismonaut is that what it's supposed to yeah I, I invented this monster here I, I, and again I'm not committed <laughs> to it it was just trying to think of something a seismonog or a seismonaut yeah right. thanks again for listening to our show if you like our content and would like to engage with more of it head over to our Instagram account at how to be a better DM and give us a follow Make sure to watch some of our Dungeon Master Rules videos while you're there to give yourself some more structure and procedure as a Dungeon Master. Also, don't forget to reach out with a DM, and we can talk shop, and I can get to know you a little bit better. Thanks again for listening. I love that. So it's 
essentially like a giant worm, right? Yeah, yeah. Or something. Excellent. So just just a big monster that happens to come into the city. Um, I think those are excellent options. Um, and actually, we might put that to a poll for the audience as well. Yeah, and I also liked your earlier idea too that um, a sort of like battle royale kind of uh, obstacle course yes. that kind of combines everything to kind of make the players, the, the party kind of combine together as a team to do yeah. this one final thing, which I think works probably the best if uh, we're doing the opponent's route. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, but again, uh, I want the DMs to have that flexibility to say, yeah, I really wanted this to be sort of like a a school slash academy setting so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the opponents or this was really just a, a a break in the larger campaign and i'm gonna use this incursion at the end here to get back to my my main storyline or mm -hmm. um, maybe your players had just a bunch of lousy rolls and lost all of their trials and you want one final thing to kind of galvanize them as a group and to kind of make them feel uh like winners by the end of the the encounter in some way shape or form i think that giving the dm that flexibility is, is is a cool idea i really like that um so as far as kind of assignments go it sounds like each of us here let me write this down so i know yep <laughs> uh and, and you chime in go ahead trials right we'll each uh polish yes. the trials okay trials and then sub-assignment for... for me is putting them on the newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, tips. Yes, tips. Writing some tips. Um, and then... I think it would be good if each of us came up with uh, some NPCs, like specifically the, the bully types, right? So that way, if the DM wanted to, they could use them. Yeah, and to kind of keep us from going too crazy. Um, mm -hmm. If we're going to do like a the NPC um, counter, right? I think we should probably come mm -hmm. up with um, four to six, I think is probably fair. Exactly. And then um, kind of like an independent mission of mine to come up with a couple of interesting NPCs to run each of these trials, but... I could go, I could yeah. go on the back burner for now. <laughs> no, I, I like that idea and kind of funnel that into polishing the, the trial itself um, as in furnishing it with, you know, NPCs. And I, I do like the idea of like possible rewards for, for doing particular ones better. Like maybe with this one, you actually get a potion of healing or something like that. Um, but yeah, and even some offbeat things like we could totally homebrew uh you know you win the potion uh, you win the, the the trial of strength and here's a mm -hmm. here's a strength potion right or yeah. if you're strong you're probably not very charismatic so here's a potion that will make you charismatic <laughs> so, right right you know we'll come up with something uh akin to that i think It'd be cool i like that uh, maybe we'll just chuck in a bunch of random tables at the back end <laughs> <laughs> Here's the one shot, and then here's an even longer list of appendix or right. appendices. <laughs> Let's see. Very good. Um, is there anything? Oh, the table of. Well, I guess that's appendix. Um, another table. Law. Uh, I think that's like everything really that we need as far as like assignments. Unless you see anything else. No, I, I think we're we're still on point, right? So. 
Um, yeah. We have uh, a pretty good template, and we've been talking a lot uh, behind the scenes here about what direction we want to go in. Um, I like the idea of maybe stripping away the uh, the idea of, of Guild Flesh Academy and just kind of mm. offering suggestions to the DM and letting them right. choose. Um, because as we were talking and came up with like the Outlaw Den and the King's Tournament, I was like, those are really good ideas too. Yeah. Uh, so this this encounter or collection of encounters as it's starting to become <laughs> is a solid uh, supplement for new DMs and veteran DMs alike to kind of uh, walk their way into kind of like teaching their players how mm -hmm. to how to play the game. I think this is awesome. This is really cool. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I love it. Uh, and honestly, it sounds like a really fun encounter, and I'm excited for when, uh, Rob, you get to, to host it for us, uh, which would be cool, if you're still up for that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Hopefully you guys um, can play. <laughs> you guys are yeah, always the yeah. DM. The per you're the perma-DM, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun. Um, yes. Uh, another thing I was just thinking of, just kind of off the top of my head, two things, actually. It would be nice... <laughs> So many, so many appendices. Uh, in one of the appendices, maybe we could describe how this might be translated into like different settings. Specifically, thinking of like, like a, like kind of like a future tech setting, um, making it so that this would be, you know, like uh, not high fantasy, but uh, kind of similar to Eberron. It, it, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, some of the things I was thinking of, like, how would we make it so that yeah. this wouldn't be just, you know. Right. Superseded the by Renaissance technology. Fair, or whatnot. Right. It's not yeah, just the Renaissance yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can add some. Uh, and then some options for like, here's how you would make it like a Halloween type theme or like a Christmas. Because that would, I think that would be kind of fun yeah. to be like, oh, this is the Yuletide uh, Festival and it's being supplemented by Robrick's Academy of Adventuring, you right. know, and hosted by. That. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then the second thing I thought maybe. Another appendice would be, or appendix, gosh, another appendix, or maybe we could just point them to the Wild Beyond the Witchlight, um, just kind of different things to fill the fair with, other than in case their adventurers are like, what kind of meats do they have here, or something like that. But uh, right. I think those are appendice, uh, appendix, yeah, appendix talk. Appendice worthy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's what's, um, what's cooking randomized table? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, which is actually kind of make me hungry. Smell randomized <laughs> table. <laughs> I love that. Right. I love that. That works perfectly. Uh, well, thank you for for coming again, Rob. Uh, appreciate all your support and uh, really making this fun and easy. Uh, again, this is my first time collaborating on something like this, and and uh, my first time building an encounter or one shot in kind of a formal matter that you know we're looking to publish it. So it's really cool to see the process and and think about like the end user uh so thank you for for sharing your expertise this is my pleasure thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom with me and uh, i look forward to continue uh, to build this thing and um i wish i had a, a good time frame for it but uh, honestly i want i want to just produce the best product that we can and um we'll take it one step at a time so this has been a lot of fun thanks for having me on the show and uh hopefully we'll do it again yeah agreed uh and for a listener Everything you need to connect with Rob as well as catch his uh, other adventure that he has published, which is the Lorecraft uh, Lorecroft Collection. I always miss up that last after aft. No uh, the Lorecroft Collection, which you can purchase on the DM Guild. We'll put the link in the show notes. 
Uh, but actually, the link is betterdungeonmaster.com slash robrick. Uh, and make sure to check out all his stuff. Uh, it's great. But thank you for being here, and we'll be back next time with another awesome episode. Until then, let's roll initiative. <laughs>